Hello and welcome everybody to this Thanksgiving edition of Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg, here on your community radio station. We are Forward Radio, WFMP Louisville, broadcasting to you even on the holidays here at 106.5 FM. And of course, you can listen anytime online at forwardradio.org. Maybe you're taking that trip out to a family Thanksgiving event somewhere way out of Louisville this week. Well, you can still tune in to your favorite community radio station anytime at forwardradio.org. And hey, while you're there, why don't you become a part of the station we built this for you it's radio for the people by the people if you've got this issue you've been wanting to get out there on you need a megaphone for you want to start a podcast this is the place to do it we're here to provide that support for you to get you going or if you just want to do a one-time access hour we're always available just get in touch with us at forwardradio.org and hey giving season is here right it's thanksgiving i let's give to forward radio you are what keeps us going your financial contributions keep us on air we are all listeners sponsored. So what a great week to do it. Well, I want to talk about what I'm thankful for this week, which, uh, you know, I don't want to keep the focus on some myth about how uh, the settlers were great friends of the Indians or something like that. (laughs) I want to focus on uh, what I'm thankful for is things like bicycles, cooperative bike shops, uh, (laughs) safe streets. That's what I want to be thankful for. And so I've filled the studio with friends who share that vision. We're going to talk about the wonderful Falls City Community Bike Works today. Uh, with some friends in the studio. We've got the new shop manager, Justin Makovic. Welcome. Thank you, Makoviak. sir. Makoviak. Sorry. Yes. Stepped right. on it. Right. It's First right. time out of the bank. <laughs> Knew I'd ruin it. Uh, we also have the executive director, Lawrence Levine, here. Welcome, Lawrence. Hey, Justin. What's happening? Great to have you on the show. And a board member. Yes, it's run by a board of directors, right? <laughs> Lou Lepping is here. Welcome, Lou. Hey, y'all. Hey. So good to have you all in the studio with me. If you're not familiar with Falls City Community Bike Works, I wish I knew the date of when you when did you all open? Uh, 2014. They have been open since 2014 (laughs) in the same location in beautiful Shelby Park at 1217 Logan Street. It's just south of Oak and they are open. They have free public open shops two days a week, Sundays from one to four and Wednesdays from 630 to 930. Uh, This week's a little different because of the holiday. They won't be open Wednesday, but they will reopen on Sunday one to four. Uh, Tell us about Falls City Community Bike Works. So what do, what do you all do and what's the mission? So, Justin, we uh, are a, truly a cooperative bike shop. We open our doors to the public, uh, invite people in to uh, learn about their bikes, uh, fix their bikes, maybe get a little bit of knowledge that they maybe are looking for from some of our uh, mechanics that, that happen to be uh, in and out of the shop. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a great community space for, for learning. Yeah, we have all the tools that you need to fix your bike. Right, because most most times when you go into a bike shop, they don't even let you touch the tools, right? <laughs> well, no, not, not, not close. Well, and we welcome t- everyone to touch everything. <laughs> it's a hands-on place. And the tools are so specialized, you know, so it can be pretty cumbersome to have to acquire all those tools yourself or, you right, know, yeah. heaven forbid, buying them all yourself. Oof. So, you know, that's a big reason we exist. And, and, you know, bicycles are supposed to be about democratizing transportation. Like, I love it when I hear the stories of the invention of the bicycle and how it liberated <laughs> women, for instance. Like, there's so many great things about the history of a bicycle. But you go into a bike shop today and they want to sell you, like, 
a really expensive stuff and charge you <laughs> yeah. a lot for service. Yeah. And I sympathize with small businesses needing to stay afloat. It's not like bike shops are big corporate conglomerates usually. Yeah. So at least it's usually local ownership. But still, like the fact that it can price out people always makes me a little sad. And especially yeah. when we start talking about electric bikes. Oh, mm. yes. Well. Uh, we're, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not there just yet playing with electric bikes. We're mostly old school traditional pedal power. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> we do love our local bike shop. I do yes. want to put a pitch out there for our local bike shop. Yes, me too. They're great, great folks doing I good work. I rely on them as well. I love, um, I love our local bike shops. Yeah. But this is a different model, yeah, right? Yes, totally. This is a different model. We do partner a lot with the local bike shops. We've got friendly working relationships with them. But, you know, we, we do exist for the public, you know, for folks that, like you said, don't maybe have the disposable income or you know, want to just get more knowledge themselves. And we do offer classes and programs that that we're looking to, to grow. Yeah, I think knowledge is power, right? And, yes. and and so in a sense, you're empowering bike owners of all kinds from all classes, right, to be able to maintain this vital tool and fun tool, right? Some people are oh, just yeah. there for recreation, but a yeah. lot of, I'm sure a lot of your uh, customers is not the right word. Clients, what do we call Our them? Our community. A they lot come of your in. community yes. uh, <laughs> really rely on those machines to get them around, right? Yes, for Louisville, I've learned moving from New Jersey that the bike here in Louisville is critical. Having transportation, like I've learned that scooter's good, renting a bike is good, but having your own bike is pivotal, especially if you can't afford a car. When I first moved here, my car went. I depended on my bicycle to get to and from <laughs> yeah. my work as a JCPS teacher, so yeah. it, I needed a bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I imagine you all are cyclists in our town. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Any reflections on how our city looks from the perspective of a bicycle seat? <laughs> oh. A little scary there, Justin. Yeah, scary. Shout out to, you just opened up a big old can of worms. <laughs> well, that's what we're to talk about. I mean, oh, well, we have very little good bike infrastructure in Louisville. But one of the things that we're lacking the most is a real like strategy for yeah. bike infrastructure. We're not doing a whole lot of big picture thinking about bike infrastructure. It's a little bit patchwork, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's super yeah. patchwork. We don't, yeah. there's nothing contiguous. Mm. And, um, the, and it's hard to get out to further parts of town, too. You know, like the bike paths just don't connect out there. Right. They start ending at certain roads or they discontinue. And even when there are markings on those roads, the cars don't respect the bike lane. Last week, I had a guy so close to me I was afraid I was heading to the hospital next, and mm. I finally veered off, and he blew his horn at me, and I'm like, I was in the bike lane the entire time. I was in the bike lane. There were two other lanes you could have jumped in, but you had to be right on top of me, and then you blew past me. Wow. Well, and, and a driver actually used their horn in Louisville? That's serious. It, that I mean. is serious. Because you know, coming from New Jersey, like, we don't use our horns around here. No. Unless it's a big time. <laughs> or our turn signals, right? No. <laughs> That is a fact, yeah. Yeah, that's a Jersey fact, too. Well, I mean, we're laughing, but actually there's a serious story I wanted to share, too, that relates to Falls City Community Bike Works. You'll want to tell us and give us an update on the status of Nathan Green, who was struck by a vehicle on Poplar Level, just south of the Waterson there. I know exactly where he, he was struck. I've been on a bicycle in that place myself. It is frightening but tell yeah. us this nathan's story well nathan is uh, currently at home in rehab oh good. Oh good. Uh, he's doing lots of physical therapy 
Uh, when was the accident now? The accident was July. 30th, okay. 30th? Okay. End of July. Yep. And he was the former shop manager. Yes. He threat. was our yeah shop manager for about two years. And just one of the sweetest guys in the world. Did uh, such good work. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing Super outreach. guy. Yeah. Just could relate to all walks of people and really uh, was generous to the uh, the houseless community, mm. which ironically was one of the people that found him was oh, yeah. was a houseless man wow and so that was very fortunate because the word i got was that he might not have made it if he hadn't been found yeah. so this was a very serious hit and run right? yes very oh, yeah. serious he broke both his legs uh, fractures in his spine collarbone right arm multiple br- head injuries wow and we're yeah. still looking for that homeless man if you hear this radio this podcast man we're still looking for you please come in let us say thank you to wow. you if you're out there if you hear us please come let us say thank you to you Wow, so the, the police don't even know who it was who found him, huh? I don't believe so. Wow. But, he, uh, but and we did. don't know who hit him? No. 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 Wow. It's a hit and run. We have no idea. We have no information. We just... Wow. We've done, you know, every news station has done a report on this. Mm. Uh, we've done two or three fundraisers, which yeah. we probably will continue. You know, he's still, uh, at this point, probably still having surgeries wow. in the future needed for, you know, situations to get back to normal. Yeah. I believe John said he has two more surgeries scheduled. We don't know what exactly yet, but there are two more surgeries scheduled to help him get back to what we would call a better and normal life, hopefully. Wow. Was he wearing a helmet? Did he have head yes. injuries? Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank God. I mean, yeah. he was a serious cyclist. You know, he really knew what he was doing. Yeah, I'm Please sure. Wear your was it at night? Yeah. It was uh, at night. It was yeah. around midnight. Oh, he okay. was coming back from work. Yeah, uh, his other job. Yeah, uh, imagine he had lights on and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's scary. Uh, but I also hate telling these stories because I'm all about encouraging people to get on their bicycle. And honestly, we all the data shows that it's far more dangerous to be going down I-65 in a car mm-hmm. uh, at high speeds, even with all those safety devices in a car, than it is to just simply ride a bike around town. Like per mile, it's way safer to ride a bike, right? Yes. Yes. And I've had the privilege of biking all my life. I'm 48. I've never been in an accident. Wow. wow. Which is kind nice. of amazing. That, that is amazing. But I think also it speaks to, not that Nathan didn't have these skills, right? Like it can happen to us anytime, right? We have to know that. But uh, there are ways to use the road, even without specific bike infrastructure, more safely than others, right? But w- what would you all like to see the city do to better support cyclists? Can I take that yeah, one? Because I just, I kind of wanted to go back to it. I just want to say that the way that our bike infrastructure is designed right now is really more um, as a byproduct of right-sizing roads. Yeah. Mm. Um, so in an effort to calm traffic a little bit, yeah. we'll pare down the roads a little bit, which leaves you know, maybe, maybe cut down a lane or two and it leaves a little extra space. So we throw, we like slap a bike lane on the side. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess as cyclists, we're supposed to be grateful for that. But in reality, <laughs> it just means that we're, we're riding really close to cars and the cars are really aren't thinking about us. So what I would really love to see Louisville implement is infrastructure that is designed with cyclists and pedestrians in mind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, not as an afterthought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Yeah. To be treated like any other road user, right? Like exactly. that. Well, there yeah. should be space for us and it should be clear how to use a bike on these roadways. Right. And yeah. in a lot, of, a lot of cases, it's not obvious. Exactly. For motorists or cyclists. Yeah. 
Yeah, it can be really tricky. And I, I just, so much of, I mean, pretty much all of Louisville's infra infrastructure is designed specifically for motorists. Yeah. And I, I would really like to see some, I don't know. Yeah, I'd really like to see us centered a little bit as cyclists and pedestrians. Because, I mean, pedestrians are getting the short end of the stick, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, we have a new mayor. <laughs> Do you want to talk about our new yeah. mayor and what he has at least said during the campaign about bikes? Has he said anything? I mean, he's been pretty supportive. The big cycling group around town, Bike Cruise Brews, has met with him a number of times and lots of other candidates, too, for the primaries. Yeah. And he has openly committed to implementing a Department of Transportation, which mm. I'm hoping could really streamline oh, yeah. our processes a little bit for yeah. implementing new infrastructure. Um, right. It gets a little jumbled up over there. Yeah. <laughs> it all kind of goes uh, to this big box called Public Works, which does a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, um, so, yeah, that's one thing that he said. You know, he's doing an open call for applications right now for people to join his huh. staff, his administration. So, I don't know, if you think you could do some good, yeah. by all means, put it in an application. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I wonder what you all do with the community that comes to Falls City Community Bike Works around safety. I mean, I know the focus is on maintenance and giving access to parts and bikes, and but what about safety? Are there classes or discussions about that kind of thing? As of right now, we have no classes or discussions for safety, but when people do come in, I try to tell them, hey, we have free helmets. We have free lights. Oh, you do? We have, yes. We basically, every time someone comes in, we have a nice box of free lights. They're not... A massively high quality, but right. they do. They're white lights and red lights for the back of your bike and front. And we also have tons and tons of donated free helmets. So we always tell people, do you need a helmet? We have them. Do you want some lights? We'll give you a couple. That's we nice. do have lights. We're trying to get more cost-effective lights so people can have the nice neon blue, the neon halogen, the those yeah. blue that blind you from 20 feet away. You know? <laughs> like, I see you, but like, okay. Oh, you're coming now. <laughs> uh, but we always tell people, like, oh, I have lights. What, do you want a couple extra? It never hurts to try to promote extra safety. But like, do your kids have it? Does your husband have it? Like, after Nathan's accident, I tell people, like, like, I see guys come to the shop all the time, like, oh, I don't need a helmet. I'm like, please, for just, just take the helmet and tell me you wear it. Please, just, I would really like you to wear it, yeah. but please wear a helmet. Please <laughs> yeah. have lights. Wear a yellow vest. We have plenty of donations in the back. We actually got a big donation of yellow vests in, which I'm going to start giving out, too. Oh, cool. So those big reflective ones that reflect all light. Yeah. So please, wear a helmet. Wear, wear everything at night when it's dark. And if you're riding and it's dark... Please make sure you're seen. Please make sure your bike. They have wonderful bike lights on uh, Amazon where you can actually make your light look like a disco light. Oh, cool. So yeah, you can't yeah. miss that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a great message for this time of year. Like, it's almost impossible to use a bike this time of year without riding in the dark, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five o'clock, it's, it's nighttime. As we go into the darker seasons, yeah, it's really important to be mindful about staying visible because that's, that's the key to, to staying safe out on those streets. We're talking today about bikes and bike safety and cooperative bike shops today with friends from the Fall City Community Bike Works. You can find them online at fccbikeworks.org. They're also on Facebook and Instagram, or just stop by the shop, which is open to the public for free in Shelby Park at 1217 Logan Street. Their normal hours are Wednesdays 630 to 930 and Sundays 1 to 4. This particular week, because of Thanksgiving, they won't be open on Wednesday, but look for them on Sunday from 1 to 4. And let's talk about what, what the experience is like on a typical day. I come in off the streets with let's say a, a broken spoke what would the process be like who's there to greet me and how do i learn well we have a wide variety of mechanics that come in also the board members all drop in when they can but uh, sometimes it's hard with the work schedules yeah. but they'll most likely be greeted by me or lou or lawrence or aj or andrew or john <laughs> Kenny's many many loyal dedicated members to the community and if you have a broken spoke what we like to do is do a little hands-on with you if it's your first time in the shop give you a tour let you know that we were established in 2014 
2014, and we've been there ever since. We're expanding, growing, making the shop more uh, easy accessible for all people, from uh, people that can walk in for paraplegics, quad- everyone that needs room. We have room for everyone wow. to work in multiple spots. So I'll say, have you ever been here before? And be like, no, I haven't. Be like, well, welcome. Go down the spiel, show you around the shop, and then say, what happened? Be like, well, I broke this. And sometimes I'll make the joke when they come in, be like, what'd you do this time? <laughs> Even first-time customers are like, I've never been here. Be like, but I can see you're here for a reason. <laughs> yep, yep. That's um, a need when they walk in, right? Explain some of the tools and what they'll do, and I'll help them get themselves off a little bit, and I'll make sure that if I'm the only mechanic or since I'm the shop manager, I'll make sure I bounce around, making sure to check on everybody. But I'll give you step-by-step. If you need me, just tap me on the shoulder, say, hey, I'm confused over here. I know you explained it, but what can I do? Yeah. And I tell people, like, you know, I'll be right with you. I'll get to as soon as I can. But sometimes the shop can get a little hustle and bustle when the warmer weather comes yep. in. But I imagine. We try to basically give you the tools give you the details so next time you come in you'll be like oh I don't need your help this time I know exactly where the parts are and like I want you to come in and do that I want you to come in look at me and go Justin sit down I got this I'm like, <laughs> that's <"Okay>, ideal <laughs> okay yeah, I'm gonna ideal. go sit down <laughs> yeah and some people do their third fourth fifth visit in and I, I love that they're like I don't need you I'm like oh, I'm offended but I'm so proud of you <laughs> Well, that's the goal, right? We're, we're getting them to that place where they feel truly empowered. And, and maybe they don't know 100% how I'm going to fix this, but bikes kind of show you what's wrong with them. Like you can see it's not a black box, right? Or you so, feel it. Or you feel it, yeah, right? And we can sort of give them yeah. those troubleshooting tools, right? Correct. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And I had the privilege of my very first job was working in a bike shop. So I understand like what a difference that basic level of knowledge and just mm-hmm. empowerment. Like I think I know how to fix this. I'm just going to tinker until I do. Uh, That has made such a difference in my life. I'm sure it saved me a gazillion dollars in what I would have paid someone else to maintain my bike because I depend on it 100% for transportation. So I'm so glad this service is there. Um, How many workstations are there? Like how many people can you accommodate at once? I think we've got about six or eight stands. Wow. Uh, We can usually handle about six inside and a couple in our courtyard, weather permitting, of course. Yeah. 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 (laughs) some amazing. people, if they're from, you know, like the northern parts, they think this is this is <laughs> my outside wearing a coat on. They're like, I'm in a but, t-shirt and shorts. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm impressed with the folks that come in that just say, hey, I just want to work on bikes today. Oh, yes. wow. And we do get folks that just want to just, just volunteer. Just want to mm-hmm. fix. And we've got bikes to fix. Nice. Yeah. So we yeah. can we can fill their, their time very, very easily. Um, so tell us about that side of things, the whole donations of bikes and parts. So yeah, we are a donation hub for folks that want to donate bikes that they're no longer using or grew out of or for whatever reason. And we have a system of checking them in and getting them fixed up. Sometimes it takes longer than others yeah. to fix and depending on the issues on the bike. But it's a it's a great place to keep things from going to the landfill you know, that we, we're going to try to, you know, repurpose and reuse and get it back into working condition. And some of our bikes, you know, they're from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. I mean, we've got classics. some. We have some 60 bikes in there, too. So we have some old school stuff to sit in. Wait wow. Well, it's like, you know, we're diverting, we're diverting waste from the landfill yes. and breathing new life into old beautiful bikes like really truly beautiful classic bikes oh, yeah and it's a source of revenue for our shop oh yeah we are a 501c3 so those dollars keep our lights on 
So and people then, can come and buy a bicycle there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, our mechanics will fix up these bikes, and then we have a showroom where you can come and buy a bike that's already been worked on. It's ready to roll. Well, that's fantastic. Ride, there aren't ride right out the door. too many you know, for-profit shops where you can even get a used bike these days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's exactly. pretty great. Yeah, so mm-hmm. for a really affordable price, you can get a nice oh, bike yeah. that's been worked on by a good mechanic. And mm-hmm. sometimes if you want to, we'll have people come in and say, hey, I want to build a bike. And I call, yeah. it, I call it a Franken bike, but some of the group <laughs> yeah, members don't I like that a whole lot. Like, but come in, they grab a, a body, some handlebars, and it look like red handlebars, silver body, yeah. blue tires. And be like, hey, that's a Franken bike, and that is awesome. Yeah, but you can also do so, it doesn't have to be a Franken bike. It can yeah. be like a really sweet ride, you know? We do, we, on top of our showroom, we also have a warehouse of bike frames. They've all been assessed by our mechanics to make sure they're still in good working condition. And then if you are interested in maybe saving yourself a little cash or building something a little bit more customized to your taste, then you can grab a bike frame out of the warehouse and build it up that way. And we have galore parts. I mean, you name it, we probably got it. And we got parts going back a long time. We got some parts I don't recognize myself. Yeah. Well, that's a really valuable resource. I mean, just having a parts library for all these old bikes of different ages and vintages and and kinds of bikes. That's super valuable. Uh, And it's it's all making me think of some new neighbors just down the block from you, the Louisville Tool Library. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us (laughs) us about that. Are you partnering at all? We are. Yeah, we are partnering. Uh, I'm actually... Actually, one of the founders of the Louisville Tool Library as well. <laughs> yeah, <Louis. laughs> what can I say? I like tools. Uh, <laughs> um, number one tool head. Um, yeah, well, well, tell us all about it. <laughs> well, the Louisville Tool Library also exists to divert waste from the landfill. You know, we're trying to really start a borrowing economy, circular economy in Louisville, rather than going out and buying all the tools that you need to work on those projects that you have to do one time at your house. <laughs> come grab a membership for a really affordable price and you have access to a whole warehouse full of tools. It's like a book library. Yeah, just like a book library. But I can check the tools out for a week and maybe get an extension if I need to. Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody creates a membership. You do that online and you pay your membership fee. We don't, it's a sliding scale. We don't need to know how much you paid for it. And then, you know, just like the Louisville Free Public Library, you have an account online and you can renew your tools just like you renew your books cool yeah. and you can see all the tools that are available yeah the inventory is all up there it's, it's really so cool valuable. And, fun. and when we say when we say tools friends uh, this is more than just hammers and drills yeah. you can check out an inflatable kayak <laughs> for the mayor's hike bike it. and yeah. paddle and you want to know what i did for the last mayor's hike bike and paddle i took that inflatable oh. tandem kayak with my wife down through the locks and nice. dams how cool. cool was that experience Super cool. i would never i would never want to have my own kayak like that's just a hassle where am i going to put it but the louisville tool library has it so yeah. thank you for starting that yeah. wonderful organization <laughs> oh my gosh we, we could talk about that all day i want to keep the focus on <laughs> falls city um so uh, but the tool library is literally on the same block right yeah here. yep We're, we kind of have They're this really right cool compound we yeah. share the building yeah with yeah so wow. the louisville tool library is the building with the einstein mural right on logan street yeah. and um if you go just like half a block north, yeah. you bump into Fall City Community yeah. Bike Works right <laughs> through the chain link fence. Yep. Love it. Love it. All right. So how on earth does this thing get funded? Are there sponsorships for Fall City Community Bike Works? So, yes, we are partially funded by the metro government. Nice. We're very uh, great, grateful for that. 
And then we also are constantly looking for sponsors to add to our list, to add more programming classes that we'd like to uh, produce on uh, bike maintenance and safety. And so we're putting a call out there for any sponsors that want to you know, partner with, with this great community organization, this great community asset. Right. We all want to grow our community. So that's something that I'm focusing a lot of time on. And then also, as far as sponsorships, we, we hold two fundraisers in the fall and spring each year. And so we're constantly looking for sponsors for those events as well. Uh, the last one was a lot of fun, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had our yeah, we first had bike yeah. fashion show. Yeah. Yes. Man, that was so fun. <laughs> that was epic. Yes. Got to do that again. <laughs> Got to do that again. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. And then you also do the bike racks, right? You want to tell yes. us about so, events? Yeah, we are a active uh, event partner with uh, all the uh, events that happen in our great city. So we do bike parking. We'll, we, we'll bring out up to 20 bike racks that can handle three to 400 bikes at a time. Last Waterfront Wednesday I went to, those were packed, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. So yep. glad you had those there where it would have been a mess if we didn't have bike yep. racks. Or, yeah. yeah. We so. had really sweet valet parking at Forecastle. Mm-hmm. RIP. Oh, I guess yeah. that's not happening next year, but. <laughs> oh, well, never, never say never. Never say never. <laughs> but yeah, we work with the, uh, the Derby Festival folks for um, Thunder and all their events. And uh, I'm looking for 2023 to be an expanded version of uh, bike parking because unfortunately our city does not have a lot of bike parking infrastructure right uh, yeah. they'll they'll put a rack or two at some for venues. thousands of people yeah, right? Right? Like you go to the soccer game at Lynn I, family stadium exactly what, where are you yeah. what are you gonna do with I've, your bicycle well there are I've, trees and poles we're working on that one <laughs> i've talked we're to working them on that yeah. one yeah lawrence is trying to, to get in there <laughs> that, not, that, not to a, call them out i no. love them but geez. Oh, we can call them out okay. <laughs> we love you let us in the Expo you. Center. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't even get into U of L because I know that's <laughs> oh, that's, that's hitting a little too Below the belt there, Lawrence. Jeez. I mean, even some of the schools at JCPS, we don't have bike racks anymore. Like, I, some of my students really depend on getting to and from high school on bikes. Sure, and we man. have one bike rack on the back end of the school. And it's like, that's a bad place for those to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. Should be near the entrance. Always tucked away in a corner. Where the kids don't even know where it is. They're like, we have a bike rack? I'm like, yeah. It's <laughs> behind the building by the dumpsters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a great place for it. <laughs> But if someone is out there thinking, oh, I'm planning a big event in 2023, can they get in touch with Fall City about bike parking? Is that a thing? Yeah, they can always reach out to me uh, on uh, my uh, email or uh, the Fall City uh, uh, email address yeah. or even the social media sites. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get back to you and let you know what we can provide. Yeah. FCCBikeWorks.org. We're talking today uh, here on Sustainability Now with friends from the Falls City Community Bike Works. It's a cooperative nonprofit bike shop in beautiful Shelby Park at uh, 1217 Logan Street. They're normally open Wednesdays uh, in the evening from 630 to 930 and Sundays from 1 to 4. And we've got in the studio, I'll just reintroduce everybody, board member Lou Lepping, uh, executive director 
director Lawrence Levine and the new shop manager Justin Nakoviak. Yeah, and Justin, <laughs> tell us about. We wanted to introduce you as the new shop manager. Uh, tell you. us about your background in bikes. How'd you get into this? Well, believe it or not, I originally was a teacher in New Jersey, and my friend invited me down to a summer program here to help out with the Cabbage Patch Settlement House, which is a great oh, after-school program, yeah. and she's the program director. And I fell in love with the city, I fell in love with how things are handled, and she introduced me to Fall City Community Bike Works, and I just thought to myself, what's a bike shop? I mean, I don't know what a bike shop is, but what's a community bike yeah. shop? And I started learning all the things I could use to help fix my bikes as a kid, instead of having my parents buy me one every Christmas, which is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just came back after the summer. I got my job and my license transferred over here to Louisville, and I started in the fall of 2019 until, bum, 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 COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but I came into the shop a lot, and in my off hours, I would take my classes sometimes from the bike shop. I would be in there with our former mechanic and learning a lot and him yeah. teaching me a lot and just trying to do everything. And I never thought I'd become a shop manager, just kind of just coming in, volunteering <laughs> two, three times a week, or maybe just coming in and hanging out with our Another mechanic of ours who passed away, Alan, who yeah. the man could work a wrench like there's no one's business. Guy yeah. could fix five bikes like it was that. And after the accident, each board member really threw themselves at the bike shop to keep us open. Yeah. Each board member, every volunteer came in. And I thought about talking with Nathan before the accident, like he was going to his new position. And I said, he can't work in Wednesdays. And I thought, hey, you know what? I would love to do more with the bike shop if I could come in on these days like just on Wednesday and just do a few hours to help yeah. out. I love it. And he was teaching me and training me and showing me how to do all these things. And then when the accident happened, Lou and all the board came to me and said, hey, we have the position and we'd like to know if you would like to take over. And I was like, I did. <laughs> I've heard of th greatness being thrust upon you, but I, I was just not really ready for the, the thrusting part. It was just like, I, was, um, I am not trained. I am not the best mechanic in the shop. I mean, uh, by hands down, I do what I can. I do my best. I'm probably at the bottom of the totem, really. I try. But it was an eye-opening experience because I took all that knowledge and kept asking Andrew, one of our board members. I talked to Lou and asked questions. I'll ask, you know, me and Lawrence here tried to fix a derailleur one time, which was, <laughs> no. That, that, that didn't go okay, so that well. that was a big problem, though. <laughs> that, that derailleur was, like, was, messed up. <laughs> and I, I, I keep asking all the board members and the, the mechanics, like, hey, teach me, show me. So I'll be watching over your shoulder going, okay, oh, that's how you fix that. Oh, I destroyed seven of those. Yeah. So yeah. I've tried to absorb as much knowledge as I can, trying yeah. to make sure that, the community knows I'm doing my best. I'm giving my all, but there's a lot of things I still don't know, and I'm trying for the community. Yeah. And I depend on the board members like Lou and AJ and Lawrence to keep teaching me and showing me so I can be the best shop manager. I can keep the shop going. I can keep learning, and I can keep making Nathan proud because I know he'd be very happy with what we've accomplished. But I, Nathan, I need you, man. We need you to get better. There's a lot <laughs> you got to teach Nathan. me still, man. We miss you. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure like knowing everything about bike mechanics isn't maybe the most important thing to be a good shop manager, right? True. Like it, it's probably the Just people skills, honestly, more yeah. than anything else. Uh, so tell us about what it's like to be a volunteer. Do you have regular shifts? or do, You mentioned people just sort of randomly showing up, but I'm sure it's more helpful if you've got a schedule going. What's it like if I'm thinking about volunteering? Well, at the current situation, we just kind of like open our doors to all, and we do get requests to volunteer for certain events. Um, yeah. We've had some folks over at Bellarmine have helped us out doing cleanup events and getting ready for some of our scheduled events. And we are always needing volunteers. So if you are good with bikes or you want to learn more about bikes and you're looking for a place to do that, you know, come see us at one of our shop hours or contact us on social media or email. Yeah. And uh, we'll find a spot for you for sure. 
That's good to know. So I don't yeah. need to know everything about fixing bikes. No. If I want to volunteer with y'all. No. Just come on in and have fun and learn. Like again, like I, I, I went in there and I learned how to my first day how to fix brakes. I'm like, you can fix brakes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do know all there is to know about bikes, we definitely oh, want yeah. you in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> Any mechanics that, and we need you. Yeah. Any shop wants to volunteer the time. I know you work as a full time mechanic at your other job, but if you want to come volunteer as a mechanic, we would love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can just imagine if the shop is full, especially during the warmer seasons right when you got a lot of folks in there people are probably helping each other out oh too, yeah right? there's a lot of that yeah, yeah. it's pretty fun to see mm-hmm. yeah because it is a cooperative atmosphere mm-hmm. this is truly just a different space than your typical bike shop no one's gonna talk down to you right no, never. <laughs> we, no we have we... a zero tolerance policy for bullying or anything of that nature <laughs> yeah. so if you bully i will have you removed right right no bullying yeah yeah no, that's that's so important because it can be intimidating going into a bike shop as someone who doesn't have a lot of experience or knowledge, and you're always worried. Are they trying to upsell me? Is their story that re- <laughs> don't have real? To worry about no, no, <laughs> we won't do that. <laughs> I promise. People get shocked sometimes when we're ringing them up. They'll be like, "Wait, wait, how much is my total? Uh, Forty-five dollars for all this? I'm gonna get some more stuff." <laughs> oh, okay, I can afford that. Wait a minute. <laughs> so a lot of things are free, but tell us the difference. So. If I need to replace yeah. a cable, do I do I pay for the cable or yeah. how does this work? Yep, pretty simple. Cables are I think a buck a piece. Okay, for uh, new cables. Uh, dollar, yeah, cable for and, that. And uh, housing is two bucks a piece. Yeah, two bucks a like a foot. Like it depends on the length. Like if you get like yeah. ten feet of length, we're already charging well, sure, for that. Well, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Uh, most of our parts are you know uh, locally sourced from bikes that we do get donations, and sometimes we do have to if the bike comes in, we have to scrap it. We will break it down to its basic components, taking every last piece we can get off yeah. of it. And then uh, we will make deals with those. Like if you buy a brand new derailleur, obviously it's brand new at yeah. a box. But then if we have like a nice Schwinn you see upstairs, we won't charge you like if, if it's $30 for a brand new derailleur, We'll charge a 10, maybe 15 at most. Right. But, you know, we try to make sure our parts are affordable. People can come in and not be intimidated by the pricing. Because, I, I, like you said, you go into a bike shop, and I'm not trying to shoot anyone down, but, like, $40 for a derailleur, $80 for pedals. And I'm like, well, we have pedals for $5, $10. Yeah. They're not great pedals, but they're affordable. Right. You can get what you right. need. Yeah. All the parts are used, but, yeah. you know, we filter through them and make sure they're in good working order. Yeah. don't want anybody to be put in an unsafe situation. So. Exactly. And then we have plenty of new parts as yes. well yep. like tubes uh tires you know things that Rim wear tape, down typically faster yeah. breaks say, we get a lot of folks in to replace tubes so yeah, yeah. tubes are a big seller <laughs> and we sell used tubes for two bucks and mm-hmm. new tubes for five bucks wow. so you can come in and you know replace your tube on your own we can show you how to do that yeah and for a really affordable price yeah what about things like lubricants and cleansers like those are really important to maintaining my bike do i pay for those or not Really, nah. like, if you put a little lube on there, we're not. But if you like grab a bottle and walk out with it, be like, excuse me, you don't get, you don't get the whole bottle. You don't get the whole bottle. No, that's just kind of on our wall of tools. So mm-hmm. you know, come if you need to lube up your bike, just bring it in and do yeah. it in the shop. Yeah. And of course, we have all the tools that you would need—the Allens and the wrenches, wrenches sockets, and, everything. Uh, we've got, I think it's what six stations of tools one two three four five six inside and then and they're all well organized too I yeah, oh are. yes yes they it's are very satisfying you don't know you don't have to hunt well. if you know <laughs> where it's supposed to be it's gonna be there right well, well. no justin's doing a very good job keeping yes. the shop organized that's one of his best qualities Thank yes. you, Lou. I, I try i'm colorblind so we do now the funny part oh. all the stations are color coordinated so i've had people come in and Andrew look at me like why is the orange wrench on the brown thing like why is the green on the yellow i'm like oh that's yellow at least what's yellow at least 
just if it's in the right spot. That doesn't really yeah. matter what color it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Who the came rainbow. Up with this color system anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's fun. <laughs> um, so tell us about more of the sort of the ethos of sustainability of this place. Uh, what else besides keeping these old bikes out of the landfill are you all doing? to kind of reduce your environmental footprint. Anything else you're well, working on? I mean, I want to just respond to to that and say, like, so what is sustainability, right? Sustainability is about our footprint, our, like, ecological and carbon footprint, but it's also about sustaining for the longevity of a right. thing, mm-hmm. right, for the future. And so part of that is education. Yes. So we do have workshops all throughout the summer to help folks learn how to repair their bikes. And then, you know, we always have seasoned mechanics in there to help people learn during every shop hours session basically so for me that's a big part of sustainability is not only are we teaching people how to repair their bikes forever basically you'll learn this knowledge and you'll you'll always have it um, and then you can share that knowledge with other people but then you don't have to rely on bike shops right and it's a little bit more like fiscally sustainable yeah i think and the other part is, is keeping part like you said keeping parts out of the landfill like you come in i've had people come in with parts that or me in t- me 2018, I would have been like, oh, that's garbage. Let's replace the whole thing. Now me, I look at it and go, well, all you have is the cable housing's rusted, and yeah. that's going to cost you a dollar. That also keeps on the breakdown because if I'm just having you replace a basic cable housing for a dollar, we don't have to throw out all these other parts and try True. to recycle them. Yeah. So we're keeping that out of the landfill. So sustainability is keeping the bikes going for as little as possible on very little means. But we try to make sure that the bike is running safely. So a couple of cups of grease, uh, wires, yeah. this, that. We keep that out of the landfills. And, you know, you don't want grease getting into the well water or seeping through the ground yeah. in these dumps because, you know, yeah. I, we use a lot of grease, lube, oil, mm. WD-40. We don't want that going into the landfills. Right, right, right. Yeah, I will say that, you know, a lot of bikes just get thrown away when, when yeah. they break down people don't really know what to do with them they just sort of assume that it's one and done guilty um and so i mean you know better now yes you know? i do now i do <laughs> because of being educated getting educated but yeah so i think that's another really important thing that we do you know just like giving the folks very basic knowledge about <laughs> about repairing your bike so please bring your bike in let us look way. at it let us help you <laughs> Right. I think a lot of people are that way. Like something fairly minor goes wrong or breaks and they're just stymied and give up on the whole thing and get something new. Like what? (laughs) Or it doesn't fit them quite right. Right. And and it could be modified to do that better. I bet you run into that a lot, too. Like this bike isn't comfortable for me. And then it's a conversation. We get a lot of like people wanting to change out their seats. So we have lots of different seats that we could change them out for them or Or handlebars. Stems. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or, or rear racks? Do a lot of people oh, like, yeah. need a rack to a lot carry more things? commuters these days. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got racks and uh, ways to help your commute along. Yeah. But I, going back to the sustainability, I think having a shop like ours really is an asset for our city for folks that come to Louisville for the first time and Mm -hmm. maybe like Justin considered living here you know the fact that we have a community bike shop is a real check I think especially if you're coming from Portland or you're coming from (laughs) you know a a city that that is a may have more than one community bike shop so uh, so I'm, I'm really grateful that we're able to keep it going and looking forward to the future and having you know, again, more sponsors. Yeah. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> more volunteers. Come on more in, volunteers. guys. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we would, you know, down the road love to be open a third day of the week. Oh, yes. wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And, and historically, have you had um, a time when you were open three days? I don't I, think so. Okay. It's but, been a conversation uh, for a while. It, it's been in the, the thought process. and Building we, towards we, it. Yeah. We would yeah. love to yeah. have that just to be able to offer more to our community, you know, for folks that 
can't get in on a weekday evening or a, yeah, or Sunday a, a weekend. Yeah. You know, have it maybe on a Friday or something right. uh, midday. You know. Well, and it has gotten more accessible, too. I wanted to mention this because historically you had to be a member, right? That's true. Yes. So things are a little easier now, right? So, yeah, we were able to disband the membership after we secured a grant from nice. Metro government. Nice. So thank you, Metro. Taxpayer dollars at work. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Love it. And um, so it, it does make it even more friendlier yeah. to, to come in and not have to, you know, be a member necessarily. Or pay for a membership or something yeah. like that. I've had people but, come in that say, like, the, the membership did scare them away for a while. It's like, yeah. Older people coming in, it's like, oh, do you guys still have the membership? Like, no, we don't. That's been long gone. Yeah, yeah. Come on but in. We still take donations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, actually, that's, a, you know, just remember to, you know, donate a little cash for our great mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to remember. Lose you know? change in your pocket. We love that. 35 yeah. cents. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. People I'm sure are volunteering their time. Jar, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like it's like you know, you go to a bike shop and you're going to pay an arm and a leg to have someone repair your bike. Right? <laughs> you come to us and theoretically it's free. It is free, and if you can't donate anything, that's okay. Right. But we do appreciate it when you do. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. love the smiles. Yeah, it helps keep everything afloat, right? Well, in our last couple of minutes, I just wonder, like, what's on the horizon for 2023? Any new programs or things you want to start up? You mentioned looking for sponsors. Anything specific you want to say about what's coming up in the next year? Yeah, we, we definitely want to do, uh, we did some programs for 22 where we were doing regular weekly classes on Tuesday nights. Cool, and, yeah. And currently we're not doing that, but we want to start that back up and maybe more than just one night a week offering classes on uh, bicycle maintenance and bicycle safety. Wasn't there a women's mechanic thing at one point? I think there was yeah that predated me, <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah. Uh, predates me as well. I, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, all for that, yeah, uh, for sure. So there's just a lot of things that we'd like to do if you know we get the sponsorship to afford them. That's kind of the rub. Yeah. So and we should, as we're ending too, uh, we, we mentioned fundraisers for Nathan Green. Is there a way people who want to support him can donate? Uh, yeah, there's still the GoFundMe page okay. is still active. Uh, I have not checked it recently. Last time I saw it was at 15,000, I believe. Oh, wow. I haven't checked in quite a while. We can get but you that link, though, if you want to yeah. include it. Yeah, yeah, look for that link in the show notes to our program. I'm pretty sure it's also on our Facebook, and I still think it's on our Instagram. I think mm -hmm. we should probably refresh that soon ourselves. But yeah. the fundraisers have been going good. People have still been asking about him. He is recovering. He is mobile. He's up out of the wheelchair slowly. But he's coming back together. The Nathan we knew is coming back to yeah. us piece by piece, little by little. And Nathan, you're more than welcome to come back to the shop anytime, man. Yeah. The shop will always be there for you. And it, again, it's 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 um. I'm trying to make sure I don't get emotional on that. Oh side. yeah, no, it's <laughs> but um, it's for real. The bike yeah. shop will be there, rain or shine, for everybody because we're a community. We're always going to be a community. We're always going to have that community support. Whether you come in to learn the first time, the tenth time, the thousandth time, <laughs> we're There's always going to be there for everybody. Yeah. And if you're just a bike geek and you like to hang out with yeah. bikes, <laughs> come on Amen. down. Come ask questions. Amen. Come talk to us. We're more than welcome to. Grease monkeys, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> come on down to the Falls City Community Bike works i'm so sorry we're out of time but this has been a thrill to talk to you all uh thank you so much lou lawrence and justin for taking the time to join me in <laughs> the studio you, justin. Justin. check them out at fccbikeworks.org and stay tuned folks i've got your community action calendar coming up here in just a minute all kinds of things you can do even during thanksgiving week to get engaged in sustainability right here in louisville this week so stay tuned just a little bit of love just a little bit of love just a little bit of love just a little bit of love, just a little
here on sustainability now the thanksgiving week edition listening to the sweet sweet sounds of apple latin and definitely want to give my gratitude this week to them for giving us permission to use their wonderful local music on the podcast versions of our programs which you can always find archived at forwardradio.org and you can learn more about apple latin at applelatin.com well i hope you've got your pencils sharpened and your calendars out and our thinking about ways to get engaged in sustainability this week to give back to your community on this most important week. Well, coming up on Tuesday, uh, the 22nd, uh, Trees Louisville is looking for some volunteers to help with some tree plantings. It's the perfect time of year to get out and plant trees for the future. And they need help on Tuesday from 10 a.m. to noon for a West End residential tree planting. They will move around to different homes in the western part of Louisville in the 40211 zip code to plant trees in residential yards. They'll be doing about 10 trees on Tuesday morning. So if you can help out, why don't you email morgan at treeslouisville.org. That's M-O-R-G-A-N at treeslouisville.org and she can give you all the details. And then we'll also be having another tree planting on the following Tuesday, November 29th. After this week, uh, also 10 to noon out at Olive Street. They'll move around the Parkland neighborhood near Olive Street to plant residential trees. So if you want to help with either of those, get in touch with Morgan at treeslouisville.org. And then after Thanksgiving, well, I think the traditional thing to do, of course, is to go to the malls or something like that, or <laughs> shop online. Well, if you want to be sustainable, my friends, uh, there are many opportunities after Thanksgiving for you to invest your in your community with your dollars. And one great way to do that is on Saturday at the Bardstown Road Farmer's Market. Yes, it is year-round. You can hit up a Farmer's Market this coming Saturday, November 26th from 9 a.m. to noon at Deer Park Baptist Church, 1733 Bardstown Road. Since 1991, the original Bardstown Road Farmer's Market has hosted almost 30 vendors every week, offering a diverse, high-quality selection of locally grown and locally made products. Their mission 
is not only to provide a fun and diverse place to shop in Louisville, but to also support local agriculture through awareness and consumer education. The market is open year-round on Saturdays, and you can come on out this Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon at 1733 Bardstown Road, right there at Douglas Loop. More is at bardstownroadfarmersmarket.com. And then... Also on Saturday, it's Small Business Saturday in South Louisville. If you want to help keep South Louisville weird, that's coming up this Saturday, November 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. out at Colonial Gardens, the newly restored Colonial Gardens, 818 West Kenwood Drive across from Iroquois Park. You can shop small businesses and makers. There'll be giveaways and music, a family fun zone, coffee, and you can get great food from Taco Luchador, Union 15 Pizza, and the BA Colonial. Uh, and Liba is proud to team up with American Express, Louisville Ford, and many other organizations to support this Small Business Saturday. From family-run corner stores to food trucks to online boutiques, small businesses fuel our local economy and give our community a sense of place, and you can support them this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Colonial Gardens across from Iroquois Park. More information is at keeplouisvilleweird.com. Now, if you want to get outside this weekend after uh, being cooped up maybe with family or something like that during Thanksgiving, why don't you take a nice hike on Sunday morning, November 27th. Bernheim is having a trail discovery hike, the Millennium Trail South section from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's a big, long hike out at Bernheim Arboretum and Research Forest in Claremont, Kentucky. You can explore miles of Bernheim hiking trails with their volunteer naturalists. These longer guided hikes will help you get more familiar with Bernheim and its trails. Your guides will be taking a slower pace, which will allow you to discover, discuss, and enjoy the unique features that this trail has to offer. The time frame for this strenuous eight-mile hike is six hours, so bring plenty of water, snacks or a sack lunch, and dress for the weather. Hiking sticks are recommended, and sturdy treaded shoes or hiking boots are required. Tickets cost uh, $15 for Bernheim members and $20 for non-members, and registration is required by 4 p.m. on Saturday. You can register for Sunday's hike starting at 9 a.m. by calling 502-955-8512. Or you can go to Bernheim.org to register. Space is limited, so do so now. And plan yourself a great post-Thanksgiving hike to walk off all that food on Sunday the 27th. Now, speaking of food and Sundays, I want to remind everybody about the Hip Hop Cares Sunday Serve. It's every Sunday starting at 10.30 a.m., running till about noon at 1st and Broadway. Hip Hop Cares serves hundreds of members of our community who are experiencing hunger or who are houseless, and they need you and would love more volunteer involvement. There's several ways you can help. If you'd like to make food for the Sunday serve, they would love it. Volunteers prepare meals and place them in a to-go container and bring them to First and Broadway on Sundays around 10.45 a.m. They prepare hot meals that usually include a protein, starch, vegetable, or fruit, and a dessert, and they try to keep the cost to around $1.50 a meal. If you or your group would like to volunteer to help out with the Sunday serve, everyone is welcome. They start setting up at 10.30 a.m., and start serving around 11, and this is all on Broadway at First Street, and, and they would love to see you. If you'd like to bring a donation, they can always use water, travel-sized toiletries, and individually packaged snacks. 
You can also just drop them off uh, if you're able to donate, or a volunteer can arrange to pick them up from you. Right now, they would especially appreciate some donations of warm blankets, hoodies, and coats. Of course, there's always a need for water and socks, snacks, and soft fruit new underwear, grocery store gift cards, toiletries, and basic necessities. More information on Hip Hop Cares Sunday Serve and Outreach is at facebook.com slash hiphopcares502. Also on Sunday, November 27th, it's another chance to get in on bikes, crews, and brews from noon to 2 p.m. Again, if you want to work off a little of that Thanksgiving meal, they typically meet at Logan Street Market uh, for an early hang from about 11.30 a.m. until noon, and the group rolls out around noon. You can join them for a weekly bike ride around the city of Louisville in a big old fun group with an opportunity to network and meet new people and socialize while taking in the sights of the city via bicycles. Listen to music and share a cold brew with new friends. There's more information at Bike cruiseandbrews.com Also, as we mentioned during the interview, this coming Sunday the 27th is the next opportunity for you to check out the Falls City Community Bike Works open shop from 1 to 4 p.m. They're at 1217 Logan Street. It's every Sunday from 1 to 4 and every Wednesday except this week from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. At these open shops, you'll have access to bike repair advice and instruction from experienced mechanics. It's all free and open to everyone. You can also access bicycle-specific tools and supplies, and you'll find a great selection of used and new bike parts and supplies at reasonable prices and they're not there to gouge you it's a not-for-profit operation and it's also an open and welcoming community to share skills knowledge and experiences with bike enthusiasts from diverse backgrounds you can learn more of course at fccbikeworks.org now also sunday i want to remind everybody that that's an opportunity to volunteer for L's Compost Church, as we like to call it. It's every Sunday from noon to two. You can help us manage uh, the all-volunteer-powered uh, community composting project every Sunday at 250 East Bloom Street. That's one block north of Cardinal Boulevard between Brook and Floyd Streets, where we're turning trash into treasure. Dressed to get dirty, tools are provided. You can learn about worm composting, and everyone who comes is welcome to haul back home some rich U of L compost for your own gardening projects in whatever containers and vehicles you bring. We've also got vermicompost and even some compost tea for your house plants. Wouldn't that be awesome? This is a weekly service opportunity throughout the year. For more information, go to louisville.edu slash sustainability. And also this coming Sunday, it's the last Sunday of the month. And that means it's time for a car-free Sunday out at Cherokee Park from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Louisville Parks and Rec and Homestead Parks Conservancy have teamed up to liberate one of Louisville's largest and most popular parks from the tyranny of dangerous, loud, polluting, wildlife-killing cars. Throughout 2022, they've been closing the scenic loop in Cherokee Park to vehicles on the last Sunday of the month. You can now walk, bike, jog, skate, or just play in peace on the scenic loop on last Sundays from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. The closures will run through December, uh, and they haven't announced anything about 2023 yet. But uh, anyway, you can learn more at olmsteadparks.org. But just come on out to Cherokee Park and enjoy some car-free parks from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
And I also want to let you know that uh, coming up on Monday, November 28th, UofL is hosting a Buy Local Holiday Bazaar from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Student Activity Center Ballroom. That's up on the second floor of the Student Activity Center right there at the Clock Tower on UofL's main campus. You can come load up on locally grown and handmade holiday gifts from UofL farmers market vendors and other local artisans. The annual Holiday Bazaar is making a grand return this year in its new location in the SAC Ballroom. The bazaar features over 25 different local artisans and food producers coming together in one location for holiday shopping local style. You'll find unique holiday gifts and treats available only here, such as local maple syrup, baked goods, holiday decor, home goods, jewelry, handcrafted items, personal care items, personalized art, fair trade items, candles, and more. There will be door prizes and lunch available for purchase, so make a list, check it twice, and don't miss out. This event is brought to you by UofL Dining, and you can learn more about it at louisville.edu slash sustainability. Well, I wanted to leave you with a few tips for greening your holidays. We all know the holidays can be hard on our wallets, but they can also be hard on the planet. This year, we urge you to consider ways to make the season memorable while saving money, resources, and the environment. The purpose here is to warm hearts, not the planet. So pick what you put on your holiday table. It has a huge impact on the environment, health, and the local economy. Some things you can do, you could seek healthier, fresher options and avoid processed, excessively packaged and individually wrapped foods. You could serve less meat and animal products as they generally require 10 times the resources to produce. They're often high in fat and cholesterol and typically involve animal suffering. You can strive to purchase as much local seasonal food as possible. Again, the Bardstown Road Farmer's Market is open year-round on Saturday mornings. Look for Kentucky Proud items at the grocery store if you can't find them. Ask the manager to stock local. Instead of serving drinks in individual cans or bottles, you can use pitchers and glasses to make it zero waste and serve Louisville's award-winning tap water instead of bottled water. You can plan for waste-free meals and make veggie stock out of your vegetable trimmings and compost any inedible parts. Eating in moderation, of course, will help you and the environment. Uh, so lots of things you can do around food, around energy. Well, this holiday season, when you leave for the holidays, turn down the thermostats and unplug things like chargers and printers and non-essential equipment. Always turn off lights and power down equipment when vacating a room. You can choose more energy-efficient LED holiday lighting and switch off holiday lights when you go to bed. You can skip the hassle of driving those crowded, slippery roads this holiday season and take the bus or train. If you're cold, you can don an extra sweater or thermal underwear. It's more cozy and energy efficient than cranking up the thermostat. And if you got snow coming up, well, use a shovel instead of a snowblower or salt. Get some exercise while saving energy and preventing corrosion and damage to wildlife, plants, animals, and ecosystems. And for gifts, well, instead of a sweater that they might not like anyway, you can consider low-impact non-material gifts that keep on giving, like memberships, uh, tickets to a local performance, uh, gift subscriptions to something like a community-supported agriculture program. Uh, you can learn more about that kind of thing at uh, oak-ky.org for Organic Association of Kentucky. You can uh, register for skill-building classes. You can give the gift of energy savings with a home energy audit. Uh, you can give the gift of renewable energy for just $5 a month. Uh, LG&E and KU customers can sign up for green energy. 
when you are shopping for material gifts, you can support your local economy by avoiding chain stores and looking for locally made or fair trade products. You can look for toys powered by fun rather than electricity. If your gift requires batteries, you can give rechargeable batteries and a charger. No matter what you choose, avoid the mountain of trash by using reusable gift bags or recycled wrapping. You can get more great tips for a greener holiday season like this at earth911.com. And that's all the time we have for today here on Sustainability Now. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. And I'll be back in your ears again in one week's time, my friends. Be well. Mm-hmm.